Hello and welcome to another episode of the Modern Age Christian Podcast. So I know our first few episodes, we've really covered some general things, hopefully some encouraging things for you. And if you're joining us again, uh, there's definitely going to be more episodes like that. And I have a lot more planned in that way. For this one, I'm going to take a unique look on something that we hear and see quite often, but maybe don't think about it in great detail. So it's the idea of two different camps within the Christian faith where one of them would like to say and argue that God wants you to be healthy and wealthy all the time and will give you whatever you want, where there's another camp that says, well, you should just be poor, content with whatever God gives you, and you should just take it and be happy. I see those as two extremes of what Scripture teaches. And so I'm going to give you some Scripture examples and where both of those thought processes can come from, but then I want us to examine what the middle ground between those two is. I think the truth for us and how we can approach it in our Christian walk with Christ lies somewhere in the middle. Now, the first side of this, when we look at it from a very high level, is the health and wealth side. So there are some teachers who are out there, and personally I do not follow them and not a big fan. You might, that is your choice, but they hold the belief that God will give you literally whatever you ask for. My big concern with that belief and the problem that I have with that viewpoint is we run the risk of almost treating God as if he is a genie. The idea of we rub a lamp and we get three wishes from a genie, it's the idea that we can just cry out to God and say, God, I need this, this, and this, and God is just going to hand us whatever we want. But what we want is not always what we need. So a key verse in this thought process is John 14, 13, which states, uh, and this is Jesus speaking, Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Or there's also another verse in Matthew 7, 7 that says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Now both of these, when you take those verses in and of themselves, sound very literal, that if we ask anything and use Jesus's name, that we're just going to get whatever we ask for. But the issue really comes in the phrase at the end of the verse in John, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, meaning whatever Jesus gives to us or whatever Jesus allows to come to us will glorify the Father through that. So, Here's a few thoughts for you. Is God glorified in our wealth? If we are wealthy, successful in business, maybe we own a company, an executive of a company, or just have a really high-paying salary, whatever the case may be, is God glorified in our wealth? Well, I think that depends. I think definitely God can be greatly glorified in our wealth by what we do and how we respond to having that. Maybe it's through philanthropy and giving back to the poor, donating to church or missions or whatever the case may be. That wealth could be a great tool for the kingdom of God and he be glorified in us having that. 
But there's also the flip side where there are people who get wealth and they waste it and they spend it on whatever they want and for personal pleasures. And in none of that does it give glory to God. I think there's also people that we all can think of in this instance where they come into money, they win a lot of money, get an inheritance, or maybe they get a big promotion at work, whatever the case may be, and it doesn't improve their life. Instead, what we call lifestyle inflation takes over. They instantly think that because they have a little more money, they need a nicer car. Maybe they can't even really afford the payment, but they go out and buy the car anyway. What if they go and upgrade a house to something that puts them in a bind and takes away from other things that they could be spending their money on? And because they're using that money to enhance their possessions and to make themselves look better, it doesn't truly give glory to God in that instance. You know, I think of in in this instance, the rich young ruler that came to Jesus in Scripture and his possessions and his wealth was a hindrance between him and coming to Christ. And Jesus told him to go and sell all that he had, give it to the poor, and then come and follow. And in Scripture, we know that that rich young ruler walked away and was sad. He was grieved because he had so much possessions and wealth, he didn't want to give it up. Was it wrong for him to have those possessions? No, I don't think it was. But it was wrong that he let that come in between him and his relationship with Christ. Now, I also think of what we know in the model prayer that Jesus gives. It's often recited, it's often referenced, it's often used in a lot of ways. But one thing that is important in that prayer is that God's will be done. So that's a question for you to think about. In what we're asking God for is one, is it going to glorify God? Is it going to honor the Son? And two, is it going to be according to God's will? Now, if it was so simple as to just pray and God give us whatever we want, I'm pretty sure there's the vast majority of us, we would be driving around in some Corvettes, some Ferraris. We'd be living in mansions up on a hill. We'd have all these great big things. But that's our own fleshly desire, that greed and that what we want in some way coming out. But in those instances, could God be glorified? Absolutely, he could be. But it also could hurt us where we start to crave more and want more, and that is not God's will for our life. He wants us to grow closer to him, have a relationship with him, and love him more. If those things that he gives us do not help us to grow closer, love him more, glorify him, then I think we're on a little bit of of shaky ground. Now, the rest of Matthew 7, I read Matthew 7, verse 7 uh, to you, but verses 8 through 12 read like this. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asked for bread, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good 
things to those who ask him. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. So when we think about this, think about those verses, I want you to take note that there is a thought in those verses of a good gift, and what God is giving us is good gifts. If he gives us exactly what we ask for, we could be in trouble because we can ask for a lot of crazy things. But I think there's some elements of that we can take and may be important, and I'll address those at the end of this episode, so stay tuned. I want to get to the second camp of this thought, and that is the poor and content, as I like to call them, group. The key verses come from Luke 12, and I'm just going to paraphrase instead of reading all of those verses. A paraphrase of what is being talked about and what could be referenced in that setting is to not worry about any possessions, house, clothes, or anything that is material. God will provide according to your need. Jesus proceeds after that to give some examples of birds and flowers, how they don't need any caretaker or any person to truly take care of them, but God provides for them, and then notes how much more important is mankind to God. So, few thoughts out of this. Does God want us to be poor and in poverty or to be homeless in some way? No, that's not what Jesus is getting at at all. God will provide according to our needs. The disciples ultimately, and this is another reference we can make in this camp and argue, the disciples left everything they had, their jobs, their livelihood, and everything, to follow Jesus. Peter, in Mark chapter number 10, even tells Jesus that they have left all to follow him. They had no guarantee of anything just faith that they would be taken care of and Jesus was the Messiah that was promised. After parables and examples were given in Luke 12, Luke 12 and verse 48 says this, For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required, and to whom much has been committed or entrusted, is another word for that, of him they will ask more. God, if he gives us more, he expects us to steward and to do more with that. If he hasn't given us more, there's a very real likelihood it's because we couldn't handle it if he did give it to us. Now, does God want you to have a high-paying job? If he's called you into that vocation or sees fit to give it to you, sure. But I think if God doesn't give you those big and flashy things, it's because he's got something else in mind. Uh, I think of the quote by Martin Luther where he said, even a dairy maid can milk cows to the glory of God. It doesn't matter what your job is, what your vocation is, what house you live in, what city you live in, any of those things. It is more important that what you do and how you live your life is to give glory to God. So one of my thoughts earlier about the good gift of God, and this is what I truly think Jesus was trying to get across, it is not wrong to ask God for things that are needs. You know, for us in our modern society, it could be truly an example that our phone dies and we use it regularly and need it and say, God, 
we need you to provide a way for us to get a new phone. Now, if you start praying and say, God, I want the latest and best iPhone, I want the largest storage size, and all of those things, that's a little sketchy out there. It may be that you don't get the latest and best and nice, but it may be that after your phone dies, you pray and you're asking God to send you a, a new phone that you can use, and you just happen to have a friend that walks by and says, hey, I've got last generation's iPhone that I was going to sell. Do you want it for pretty cheap? And you have the extra money to get it. What if it's that your car broke down and you're either needing work on your car or maybe you are needing a new car altogether? And instead of praying, God, I pray that you would send me a Ferrari in my driveway. Yeah, I wish I could do that, but that's not something that God would grant, I don't believe. But if we start praying, God, I don't care what the car is, but I need a car. And God, I pray that you would send me a car. Truthfully, it might be a just rusted, terrible-looking car, but it gets you to your job, it gets you to where you need to go, and it takes care of your need. It may not be flashy, but it will be what you need. And you can sit back and say, when I didn't have the means in myself, when I didn't have what I needed, God provided for me. God wants us to be following Him, trusting Him, seeking him in our lives. It's not about possessions or personal gains. If it's truly God's will that I become sick, it's because he has some plan to get glory and honor out of that. I may not understand it. I may not know why. But if he wants to take away from something that I have, he can. Because he can give us something that's even greater out of it. I Think about Job. Think about all that happened to Job. He lost possessions. He lost home. He lost wealth. He lost all of that. But God blessed him and gave him double what he had. So something else that I think is a potential that we can pray and ask for, and it's something that is that good gift from God, I think it is wisdom or knowledge or understanding or patience or anything that's related to that. I think all of us, if we're honest, we could all use more patience. I know I definitely could. If God would give us knowledge or understanding, being able to study and just understand more of what's going on or scripture or just hearing more from his word, I think all of those are important and those are all good gifts. It's not about possessions. It's about asking and seeking those things that grow us closer to God. Don't get me wrong. Possessions are not bad. I like possessions. I like all of my technology and all of those things. But if they take priority over God, that's when they become problems. So again, when you're praying and asking for something, really think about it and seek it out in your heart. Is this going to give glory to God? And also, a thought to keep in mind in this is pray that it be according to God's will. Because I am afraid that so often we pray for what we want, and it's because we want it and we fail to see that God's plan may be different and his timing may be different. And I don't want us to be upset or disappointed if God works in a different way. We may pray and say, God, I need you to do this thing. 
and we're thinking that somebody's going to hand us a check to go buy something or somebody's just going to gift it to us or those we we preconceive in our mind how things are going to play out but it could be god works in a completely different way and we never could have imagined it working out that way is it going to disappoint us if it works that way i hope not i think if we're truly trying to follow and see what Christ is doing and what God is doing in our lives, we will be able to recognize his provision for our needs regardless of how it comes to us. So here's how I want to leave this with you. Try to know God's will and try to seek out what he wants. You pray, you read, you study, and you seek godly counsel to try to understand what God's will is for your life and what God's will is in situations in your life. But most importantly, trust God's plan. Don't look and try to get God to fulfill everything in your plan or in your methods, but trust God's plan and seek to line up with his plan. And if there are things that are needs in your life, don't go to extremes and say, well, I just have to sit poor and content because if I ask God for something, I'm a terrible Christian because that's wrong. But at the same time, if you sit and say, well, God is a God. He's just going to give me whatever I want, and I just need to pray, and he's going to give me money, possessions, whatever I want. That's essentially greedy in a lot of ways. We have to line our lives up for what God wants us to have in our lives, and he will provide according to our needs, according to what brings him honor and glory, and according to his plan. So in this episode, we looked at just briefly and very high level, two extremes of a couple schools of thought, either being a wealthy and always healthy Christian or being just poor and content in whatever you have. I don't think it's either of those two extremes. I think it's in the middle that God provides. We can ask him for things that we need. He will provide what we need but it will be in accordance to his word, his will, and will bring glory to God and to the Son through what he gives us. This has been another episode of the Modern Age Christian Podcast. I would like to just take a moment to thank you for tuning in and joining me on another episode as we explore topics that are relevant and impacting the modern Christian. Please be sure to subscribe so you can continue to receive these episodes as well as like or rate, comment, anything to let us know how we're doing and to help us reach more people with these podcast episodes. Also, you can find devotionals, this podcast, as well as some scripture studies and other things on anotherwell.com. So please be sure to check out the website there as well. Thank you and I hope to have you again on our next episode.